Welcome back to another episode of the Black Powder Podcast. This is Yasuke Fett. Once again, the primer's been hit and the powder is lit. It's time to get on target. With me today, I have another special guest. Goes by the name of Rod Mills, and he definitely knows what he's into whenever it comes to the Second Amendment. Rod, if you would, please introduce yourself. Hey, thank you, guy. Um, my name is Rod Mills. I'm uh, the owner-operator and instructor of Scorched Earth Firearms Training. Uh, Scorched Earth Firearms Training is pretty much um, a firearms training uh, company that we primarily uh, base our instruction on uh new people that are coming into the firearms industry. Um, however, we're not limited to people that are experienced and experts. Um, I'm a former military police officer in the United States Army. Got over about uh, pretty close to about 30 years worth of uh, firearms experience and knowledge. And, um, you know, I just want to be able to give back uh, to the public uh, all the uh, know-how that I've learned over these years and give them the, the type of training and quality training that they would um, that they would need to be able to protect themselves out there in this world today. That's a very big uh, mission you got there, but I'm glad you're doing it, man. And I, I got to say, looking at your website, I really like the fact that you put out every single review that you've gotten on your business and you're actually putting out anything that you've been involved in as far as uh, press interviews, other interviews, another podcast, and uh, even on your YouTube channel when you've got your actual students training and learning, and especially the pictures as well. So I, I really appreciate that. And if anything, uh, it's good to see that we're getting a positive image put out there because it goes against the narrative that common everyday media has about black people in firearms. You know, we're supposed to be walking around with our pants sagging and <laughs> extendo clips and everything else, which, oh, God, I said clips. I'm sorry, extendo mags. And, you know, Don't worry gotta... about it, man. <laughs> you know, the one thing with me, man, I always want to, um, you know, I'm a black man first. Uh, and, hey, I'm no stranger. Hey, this is a white uh, man's industry. Uh, but the one thing that, that they can't take away from me is my experience and my knowledge uh, with firearms, uh, nobody can take that away from it. Once you've gotten it and you continue to, to, um, uplift yourself and to, and you're willing to learn, uh, no one can take that away from you. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I got my, um, my naysayers at first. Um, but soon, um, they, after that, they realized that, okay, this guy knows his stuff, you know, uh, anytime I go to a, a uh, gun store, um, you know, first thing they, you know, I always make it known that, hey, I'm a uh, range safety officer, I'm an instructor, I'm a vet, you know, former law enforcement, I'm black, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm sort of a unicorn if you think about it, but, <laughs> but you know, quickly, but I mean, the, the thing is, is that once people realize, no matter what race, that you know what you're doing and you know what you're talking about and they, they, that takes the respect level to another um, level at that point. And that's what's up, man, especially the respect level. And, you know, even though this is, let's just say, a mainly white-oriented uh, type of society whenever it comes to the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. as of 2020, we have actually had more members of our Black society increase their, uh, if you would, First, uh, first time gun ownership because, I, uh, and I keep reading the numbers over and over again in every single podcast, but 
there was at least a, and this is according to CBS and Forbes, there's at least a 58.2% increase among black men and women as of uh, 2020. The number of firearms purchased in 2020 was actually 23 to 40 million. So if you look at the breakdown though, 9.3% of black men own guns, 5.4% of black women own guns, versus the 55.8% of white men that own guns and the 16.6% of white women that own guns. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also look at the 39.69 million background checks that were done in 2020. Mm-hmm. All those stats basically say that, end of the day, everybody pretty much has a firearm in some form or fashion. But when it comes to black society, seeing as how we were a majority of those purchases in 2020, mm-hmm. We really need to catch up as far as the education. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're still behind. No matter, yes. even though with those numbers, we're still far behind our, 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 um, our uh, predecessors, you know, um, of, you know, of the white race. Um, and, and I'm not trying to make this a black or white thing, but the main thing, it is what it is. Uh, they have more guns. They have better training. Uh I'm not, well, I'm not gonna say better training, they have more training than us. Um, but a lot of like, even last year, my business went up about, oh, I would say 250% uh, from the year before previous years. And, you know, a lot of my clientele are women. Um, now I do have, you know, I, I train anybody, but the majority of my clientele are black women. And, you know, I always ask them, I say, well, what's your reason for now? Why are you why are you trying to do this now? And, you know, a lot of them uh, said that they were afraid uh, of the way the world was going. Um, and I'm like, OK, I, I say, well, you know, this has always been here. I say, you're just waking up now, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I will say this. One of the good things about uh, uh, Trump uh, presidency is Trump presidents is good for business. Um, and I tell you, not only did the instructors do uh, better uh, as a whole, you got to think gun stores did better, uh, especially when the fact that uh, Biden won. Uh, at that point, then you got people that were going out purchasing um, weapons left and right. All of last year was a record. Uh, and yeah. we're actually... <laughs> On a re- on a pace for a record, another record this year, um, but I think it, I, I kind of tend to think uh, forward when I'm looking at this. I'm thinking and mark my word, 2023, 2024. Watch and see, is gonna really go up then. Yeah, hopefully, because. I, I really hope the price of ammo goes down as it continues to increase, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the that's one of the negatives of everything is the fact that ammo did go up. Um, it's slowly going back down, but it still ain't gotten back down to where it was in 2019, 2018. I mean, right now you you're still paying about twenty twenty two dollars for a box of fifty full metal jacket nine millimeter rounds. So yeah. whereas before you could do that at ten or eleven dollars, you know, so. Yeah, I know. I got a 300 blackout myself. Ooh. and uh, y- Yeah, I mean, I like it, but at the same time, I feel like I'm kind of one of those meme videos you see on YouTube where yeah. 
they're like, this is what gun tubers are going to look like on, during the ammo shortage. They shoot one round off, and then they're like, okay, that's my video for today. That, that's basically how I feel about everything. Yeah, well, basically, what I've had to do is I've had to um, decrease the the, uh, the round count in my classes, um, you know, in half because of the fact that, you know, one thing, unfortunately, uh, we as black people, we don't look out what we're willing to spend money on on several, uh, different things is not something that, you know, as far as ammo is concerned. Uh, my prices are very, very economical uh, for what I charge versus my white predecessors, okay, or my white competition, rather. Um, but I still get people that say, well, man, why am I paying this much? So, and I, I, I'm always free to break it down to them. I'm like, hey, this is my charge. You got to get a range charge, uh, the ammo charge. You can't shoot a gun without ammo. You can't right. shoot a gun in the backyard anywhere unless you live out in the country. And I don't live in the country. I live in an urban area. And then, you know, the, the instructor has to get their money, um, you know, for their whatever they do. So, and, but we'll spend money out there on vacations, Jordans, Gucci, all of that. But we, for some reason, will not spend that money on quality firearms. Like with me, I have, I tell all of my clients and even my non-clients, hey, if you need someone to go out to a gun store, hey, call me, text me. If I'm free, I'll meet you up there at no additional charge. I understand that sometimes there can be racism even in a gun store or sexism because of the fact that normally a lot of times they'll herd you over there to the the, the budget firearms like the high points or the Lorisons and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, you get a white guy that comes in there, they're going to immediately take him over to Glock Sig, you know, Smith and Wesson, those type. So I want to make sure that we all on the same playing field, first and foremost. My local gun stores here in Jacksonville, they understand that when they see this logo and I'm, in, I'm coming in, they know that I mean business and they know that to only show my clients quality firearms. I got about 10 to 15 different firearms that I have on my list, you know, for, you know, people to just to check out. And then I do include in that list a high point because I want them to be able to see the difference between quality and lack thereof. And when they see that, they're like, oh, okay, we see now. Because if you don't know about firearms, you would think that regarding a firearm only thing you need to do is pull the trigger and a bullet and a, a firearm is a firearm that's like saying a, a car is a car or you know uh, a pair of uh, high heels is you know is a you got louis christian louboutins you got payless and you got you know those in the middle like coach and you know stuff like that so you know i'm like you gotta look at quality and then the first thing i always ask folks how much is your life worth when they say yeah. my life doesn't have a price on it, I say, well, why are you picking the cheapest firearm out there that may or may not work when you need it to? Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I know I was kind of guilty of this myself at the beginning. Um, people, once they start getting into the, the realm of firearms, they start thinking, okay, cool. So I've got a handgun. I got to get a red dot on it. And I have to make sure I got a flashlight and, Mm -hmm. all the other bells and whistles but 
you spend so much in the firearm to the point where you don't realize that you should also spend the same amount on training. Uh, my oh, yeah. AR right now is kind of pimped out because I, I put a lot of stuff on it, but mm-hmm. ultimately, if I would have held off on some of that stuff and went to go get training first, mm-hmm. I think I'd be a lot more proficient and a lot more uh, familiar with exactly how the the operation of the actual firearm, firearm itself and um, what to do during certain situations. Because for me, I had to kind of uh, learn things on the field. Right, right, right. Not not the field, but like at the range. You know, one minute I would have a, a, a jam. I think I might have gotten a death jam or something one time, but mm-hmm. instead of calling the, uh, the range official, I was, or the range officer, I was looking at it from a logical standpoint, all while keeping the barrel pointed down range. Uh, took the magazine out and said, okay, so magazine is out. How can I jam this? Got to be mm-hmm. careful with it. Let the bullet slide down. You know, just trying to troubleshoot the whole entire situation without being one of those people that's like, I'm going to look down the barrel and try and fix it. Because <laughs> you know they're out there. We've all yeah. seen the videos. Unfortunately, they they are. And I'm glad you said that um, because for two things. One, um, we as men, we need to bite that bullet, that pride uh, that we have and go get trained. Um, because a lot of men feel that, oh man, I can, I, I'm able to do this. But the one thing is when I get a, a, a guy out in training, my job, I want to break you down first. I want to show you where your weaknesses are. Because what I don't want to do is to train you on things that you're proficient at. When my training is designed to make you fail at first. And then once we got to the point where we know that, hey, this is our weakness, then you go ahead and build upon and you train on your weakness and you make that one of your strengths. Uh, and then also another thing that you were saying, um, unfortunately, we as uh, African-Americans, man, we get we get a bad rap when it comes to things like um, when people be on YouTube um, you know, when you got certain groups and organizations that may be out there, I'm not going to say the names, but they may have negligent discharges, you know, they're doing things that, you know, uh, you can tell where they, they're not experienced. Uh, and then certain YouTubers out there, um, uh, they will go out and I was looking at a YouTube in Houston. Uh, they had some type of a convention for black YouTubers, I believe. And, I'm looking at, and as me as a range safety officer, I was cringing at the, at the point where I'm like, man, they didn't have a firing line. You had people in front of uh, people firing pistols and rifles. And yeah. I mean, when you go to a, a range, any type of organized type of situation, man, there has to be a set fire line. And you got to have set rules and regulations. I mean, you know, nobody should be down range when someone is firing. You know, uh, there should be a, a safety officer out there that, you know, that's in charge of that. And then also, man, the looks, by me being ex-military, I feel that you should look the part. I mean, unfortunately, man, you know, you have people that, come, like you said, come out there with our pants sagging, you know, a short sagging, and, and you just out there just shooting. You don't even look like you should be out there on the range. You like you just climbed out your bed. 
So yeah. a, a, a lot of things, man, I'm I'm from the old school. I, first and foremost, I feel that you should look the part first. Once you look the part, then you should get the training um, before, you, before you even put anything on video. You know, double look, look at that twice and look at, because you got people out there, man, that will sit up there and nitpick you to death. They'll Monday morning quarterback you to death. And look at this, look at this. And, you know, at that point, then you can only say, yeah, you know what, they did the wrong thing. So yeah. I think that, man, we really, as we as a race, we really need to get together before we publish anything out there for anybody to see that we got all our I's dotted and T's crossed, okay? Um, you know, I, I just get tired, of, especially on the safety end. I don't care what color you are. If you making major safety infractions that could cost somebody their life or, you know, or, or injure them, you know, for, uh, you know, and I'm like, it, it, it makes no sense to me. Get somebody out there, you know, that knows what they're doing and everybody has to respect that person. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, shoot, give me one minute. I got to stop recording. What the heck happened? Uh, my bad, man. I, I mean, that's, no, that's cool. Because I'm over here trying to figure out what exactly happened because it doesn't look like the stream was going through. Let me, uh, I mean, it was going through, but you got to build it while you fly it, I guess. Hey, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> A great conversation, though. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely. Definitely getting some good information, good content too. So I appreciate yeah, man, that. Yeah, a lot of this stuff, man. Me and other instructors, we've already had that conversation, you know. So, you know, really, it's just a byproduct of what we've been speaking of. Right. I, I definitely can only understand where you're coming from because you probably got to deal with a lot of craziness every day. You probably see a lot of stuff that yeah. doesn't make any sense, like you said. Um, I know for and I, I got us back running now. I think we should we should be good, but Okay. Uh following up on what you said, I, I know for a fact that the one thing that I I greatly dislike seeing, and don't get me wrong, you might have a woman that looks good or whatever, cool, fine. Yeah, mm -hmm. do your thing. But mm -hmm. like you said, you gotta look the part, you gotta walk the part, you gotta learn the part. You shouldn't be going to the range wearing the skimpiest outfit you got. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you roll out of bed and then Yep. Yeah, you should not be doing that because that also opens up uh, issues for many different problems to occur. Um, mm -hmm. And it's funny because uh, ever since I got deeper into the Second Amendment, I can't even watch videos or play video games the same anymore. It's just so many different cringeworthy moments to the point where I'm like, they know they got the scope on backwards, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or, or got a 22 um, AR-15 and it's jammed, you know. <laughs> or, or 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 going out in the brush to go shoot pigs and you got a spandex outfit on, look like you're finna get ready to go to the strip club, you know, with you know with Crocs on. You know, I'm like, come where, on. Where did you see this at? Because that's new to me. <laughs> uh, with uh, Yoki Stirrup. Nah, never. Is that a yeah. channel? Yeah, yeah. If you look at her channel, um, you'll see. 
and you're one. The first, I mean, first and foremost, how do you go out in, in the brush to shoot pigs with diamonds all on your fingers, bangles and bracelets, necklaces and earrings? I mean, you look like you're going to the club. I mean, you know, and me as an experienced um, firearms, firearms instructor, the first thing I'm looking at is, you know, I want to make sure that this person is valid first, okay? Right. And then, you know, you can always tell little things about a person to say, okay, if you purchase a rifle, what's the first thing you do when you purchase that rifle and you take it to the range? You want to zero it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, who, who would go buy a rifle and not zero it and then go out try to go hunt? I mean, that makes no sense to me. I mean, why would you even do that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and it's it's just, you know, we have to be mindful of who our audience is. And we also have to be mindful that, hey, you know what? Um, this could set a, a bad precedence, not just among uh, African-Americans, but women, you know? I mean, if you're going out there and the cameraman shows you behind every damn three seconds, Okay, well, we know that this ain't about you shooting a gun. This is about, you know, how many ass shots you can you, we can get of you, you know. Which, you know, that that deter that stirs credibility away from those ladies out there that take it serious, that are really doing the right thing. And you got one individual out here that's showing breast and butt, you know, in the videos, and I'm like. Come on, man. It's, we, we're better than that, you know? And right. that, that other than safety, that's the second thing that gets that irks me a lot in our community, in the gun community, you know, because at that point, you know, I have a daughter. Um, yeah, my daughter, t- when, when my daughter turned 23, she graduated from um, uh, college, uh, got a master's degree. First thing I bought her was a Smith & Wesson M&P. Shit, uh, M&P. So, I'm like, hey, you know, and I told her the right way to do things. Uh, but when she, if she looks on YouTube, you know, she's got to see, we don't have that much of a represent, representation of black women in the gun culture as it is. And, you know, if we see one of the biggest ones out there, you know, she, only time she, we're looking at her butt all the time. I, matter of fact, I know how her butt looks more than her face does, you know? Wow. You know, and I'm like, man, that's, that's, you know, I hate to see that in women, period, no matter what color, but I just hate to see that, man, because it sets a negative uh, precedence. And especially when it comes to the men, if you want to get your uh, respect, that ain't the way to get it. You know, right. going out there, knowing what you know how to do and handling business out there, that gets respect, not showing behind and cleavage and stuff like that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, that's one thing I worry about, because eventually my daughter, she's going to end up go, uh, becoming that age because she's four right now, about to be five next year. And mm-hmm. the last thing I want to have to worry about with her is the imagery that she's getting because it's already bad enough. You've got negative imagery that influences exactly pretty much everything in our society as far as what people should do to be cool, how people should dress. It's okay to act a certain way, so on and so forth. So 
by the time she probably reaches 20, there's going to be a, a larger pool of all that negative information to, to I guess, uh, for lack of a better description, drink from and consume. And then lo and behold, I'll look up and my daughter's going to end up being the exact thing that I'm afraid of. And I really don't want to see that, especially if she decides to, to take up uh, firearms as well, because the last thing I want to see her doing is that whole gangster lean thing, 90 degree, uh, 90 yeah. degree gun aim. And she just mean mugging. Like, exactly. no, nah, there's already, there's already enough of that. And, um, I guess it's a good segue into, uh, our first question, which is, do you think the media representation of black gun ownership has farther increased the false fear others have towards us? I mean, we can control what the media puts out there, okay? Um, when you have nothing but negativity out there, the media uh, will tend to gravitate to that. I mean, I'm no, no stranger to the media. Hell, I was a part of the media... For 13 years in the NFL, I worked for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, as a uh, PR rep there. So I understand uh, what the media's uh, objective is. Uh, but, you know, you always have pluses and minuses when it comes to that. You have to understand that, you know, you want to have more pluses than minuses. I, I do feel that the fact that um, in the public eye, we're a growing um, group when it comes to firearms uh, in a positive way. Now, you can always spin that and say, well, man, you know, more black people out there uh, are buying uh, firearms to, to have more crime. And to be unfortunately, that was uh, something that, you know, for many, many years that we were looked at as a point that, okay, well, Man, you're looking at a black person going to a gun store. Oh, they must. Who are they going to get ready to shoot up? Or what gang are they with? Now you have educated black uh, gun owners like yourself and myself that hey, we go in. We go into. We're consumers. We're part of that uh, consumer environment. For me, I'm too old to be in a gang. Okay, um, and I'm at the point where you know when I go to gun stores. I educate the salespeople. The first thing I ask the salesperson, like if I, most of my students, I would say about half of all my students, I usually go to one particular gun store here in town. Um, and when they purchase the gun, you know, the next thing I ask the salesperson, hey, how come you never asked that person, did they need a cleaning kit? Because you know that they're going to need one sooner or later, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, I'm also a prior salesman in the former life, you know, and I'm like, hey, why don't you go ahead and have them add an extra $13? I mean, what's a cleaning kit? $12, $13 nowadays? I mean, you know that they got to, they need that. Hey, have them get some, um, some break free or CLP or whatever. You know, they're going to need it, you know, go ahead and add that to that sale. If they're already spending four or $500 for a, a, a firearm. I mean, most people, an extra 13 to maybe $30 uh, on something that they're definitely going to need um, is not going to be something that is going to be looked upon, down upon, you know? And I even ask my own students um, when they come uh, for their concealed weapons license, I'm like, look, do you have a, 
do you have a firearm? When they say yes, I say, well, do you have a cleaning kit? Nope. Do you have any type of, well, <laughs> you don't have a cleaning kit. You don't have uh, anything to uh, uh, maintain your, your firearm when you're shooting it? Nope. And I, then I go into the spell. I'm like, hey, look, a gun is a tool, you know, and and I point them normally at their vehicle and I'm saying, hey, if your vehicle doesn't get maintained, what's going to happen to it eventually? It's going to break down. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for your gun. I don't care what gun you got. You can have an AK-47 at some point. If that gun is, if that firearm is not ma- maintained, is going to fail on you. And right. what you don't want to have that gun do is fail on you at a time when you are protecting your life.